Old routines die hard, like those multiple cups of coffee and sugary energy drinks to stay alert. Well, I discovered a healthier way to get the sustained energy I need without all the caffeine and sugar. Super Beats Heart Chews. I just unwrap a chew or two in the morning and let Super Beats Heart Chews do the rest. I feel great about what I'm doing for my health. Join me in the new way to start your day with Super Beats Heart Chews. I challenge you to try it for 30 days and give them your feedback. No more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, and candy for a quick pick-me-up. I've been taking Super Beats Heart Chews for years, and it's an easy and convenient on-the-go boost to your overall health and energy. Make Super Beats Chews an essential part of your busy day. To make it easy to get started, I got you up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. Hurry, it's their best offer available anywhere. That's danasbeats.com for up to 45% off. danasbeats.com. I don't want to hear any more of these lies about reckless spending. We're changing people's lives. Yeah, not in the best way either, Jiminy Christmas. Welcome to the program. Dana Lash here with you. I'm uh, dealing with like a wire, the glitch, because it's like making my earbuds all static. There we go. I'm just letting you guys know that. So if you're watching the simulcast and you're like, what is he doing? Why is he moving around so weird? That's why. Uh, welcome to the show. That's, geez. Where to even start? So that was the president actually just a little bit ago. He says that there's, that it's, he's changing people's lives for the whatever. Uh, better? I don't. I mean, I can't really say better because it's not better. I mean, definitely not better. Have you seen the latest headlines? Oh, I like hesitate to even. You want to talk? I, I almost want to talk to you about them taking our guns. Just instead, let's just do that because this is bad. All right, here's the, here. <sighs> it's bad. So the latest that we have here is not just. Everything is more expensive. Over 20 million households are struggling to pay energy bills. Uh, we have rents rising. It's This is like Ghostbusters. Cats and dogs living together. Mass hysteria. It's just... it's it. There's no relief in sight. I mean, you want to keep going? I mean, it's all bad. I have like a, just a block of bad headlines here. Just not... Uh, I feel... It's horrible. This is what a great way to start out in June and then go into Independence Day. But it's true. I mean, it's you have 20 million households just struggling to pay energy bills, struggling to pay bills, period. And here you have Biden out there remarking, making these speeches that he's done so well for the economy. He's going to be going to beg the Saudis for energy. For oil, he's going to go over there. Pro- producer price index skyrockets 10.8%. 40, that's another 40-year high. How many 40-year highs are we going to get? All of them. Huh. That was because 40 years ago, wasn't that Reagan coming out of Carter? Yeah. Hmm. Well, well, well. I'm telling you, this is none of this is... I don't I it's hard to be like schadenfreude about it because you don't want to be you don't want to be like I told you so because it sucks for everybody right I mean that's why we were telling people mm, you may want to reconsider your vote because this is all some of it you could say I think that it's almost we're almost past the point where you can feasibly argue that well some of it's just we were coming out of lockdown yeah no yeah no 
that that only goes that only hold that only actually goes so far there was a forbes piece that referenced this that i actually i think i had linked out in uh, the email that i sent out this morning but yeah the producer price index for final demand increased (laughs) again seasonally adjusted u.s bureau of labor statistics it followed advances of well just bad 0.4 percent in april 1.6 percent in march uh two-thirds of the rise uh, of the in the index was due to this advance in prices for goods. Prices for final demand, less foods, energy, trade services that moved up half a point. This is this is we're not at the peak yet. I mean, I'm looking at this from Bureau of Labor Statistics. We're still not at peak. I mean, again, just here are some of the final. Demand. These are the figures from Bureau of Labor Bureau of Labor Statistics (BLS) for this year. Foods up thirteen percent. Energy, energy. Oh my gosh! I need to hold on to something. Forty-five percent, over forty-five percent, and climbing still. Capital investment nine point three percent. That's on equipment. Capital investment in manufacturing equipment. That's twelve and a half percent. Goods for export, less food, energy about 11 percent trade services you're looking at 14 percent transportation warehousing you're looking at 24 percent construction 19 percent personal consumption goods almost 19 and a half this is so far beyond just fuel and it's so far beyond the price of gas and oil so far beyond (sighs) historic highs and there, there was this. I'm going to put. The, I have to pull the CNN piece up. They say, okay, inflation. It's slow slightly. It's still a little uncomfortably high, but it slowed slightly. No, it didn't. It only slowed slightly. If you don't know what speed is, I mean, you guys, you guys know that we are not in a good spot, regardless of what Corinne Jean Pierre. And Biden says, we are not in a good spot. There's, there's no getting around it. Like I said, I don't want to freak people out, but Germany. I had a friend of mine who was like, I think I'm going to get chickens. Because I heard, because she loves eggs. Everything eggs, 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 eggs. Loves eggs. She, I think she said she eats like three eggs a day or something like that. Okay, whatever. She was like, I think I'm going to get chickens if it gets up that expensive. My first thought was, I'm going to make overalls for your chickens. That was my first thought. Before, like anything smart, that was my absolute first thought. you got to know who you're dealing with here. I'm very honest with you about who I am. But I'm just wondering, like, how many people are going to, how many people are going to be doing that? I'm, we're doing our own garden. I have to get, I have to get shade cover. I never had, you know what, I never, in, when, in living in Missouri, in my ever-loving life, went in ever doing a garden. My mom did a garden when I was little. My grandmother did. Never seen any of them women. No one in my ever-loving family ever did a shade garden. Or, or like I got a, a shade, like a tarp like that's good for, not like a regular tarp, but like an ag- you people who live in deserts know what I'm talking about. I have to go and get one now. I'm a part of the, I'm not, I don't want to give out too much information about what I do, but rarely do I get on social networking things like the Facebooks and do things. But I, I am a part of a little like North Texas, you know, garden growers thing just because i'm fascinated with it and all these people were getting these shade everybody had these shade tarps i'm like oh my gosh because the sun hates you the sun hates you down here as bad as biden hates the economy and 
everything's getting fried. And I'm looking at my tomatoes like I because have you seen the price of just basic produce? Oh my gosh. I, even if I was a frillionaire, out of principle, I can't do it. You know what I mean? I just can't. There's certain things I, I just, I don't know, something, a flip go, goes off in my head and I'm like, mm, nope, I'm not going to do it. Just out of spite. And this kind of, I mean, I, I, even if I could, but consumer spending slowed. We talked last week about the amount of debt that people, it's just so, so sad. Let me pull this up. I can't even believe this. Now, the supply chain issues are affecting women's sanitary products, tampons. It's actually also the name of an instrument that you would use on a ship with a cannon. So I don't just, you know, get over it. But it's true. And they said that not just formula, but also tampons. Man, women are getting real screwed, aren't they? Good heavens. Dudes, are you specifically missing out on anything that's special to you? Do you got any dude merch that you're struggling to get? Right? Did you do you go into like the dude aisle? You know where they have all the manly stuff. Where you guys have you hide the better razors? One more sidebar, and then we're gonna we got other things to hit. Whenever I have to go to the store, because I men's razors are just so much better, so much better. Safety razors are the best men's razors are so much better and it's just kind of funny when you're in the men's aisle looking at the razors because sometimes they'll have the women's razors on one side and the men's razors on the other side and then sometimes it's just an aisle of dude stuff right you got your dude deodorant you got your dude hair products dude razors you know your dude accoutrements it's just kind of funny when you go on one of those aisles and you know a guy kind of looks at you and you sort of look at him and I've had, I've actually set up before. I'm like, no, you guys just like, got better razors. It's just, I gotta, I gotta be honest. I had one guy tell me, I'm actually getting this from my wife. Because <laughs> they, they like, the, the razors are better. I'm not lying. But I'm just curious. Is there, and I'm not saying this because I'm trying to play like a chick card or anything. I'm just curious. Is, is there actual, is there dude stuff that is, that you're, you know, is affecting you other than baby dudes with the formula? It's just, it's formula and it's tampons. Good heavens. Hmm. And they say it's an uptick in the cost to make the products. They need cotton and plastic. That's been in high demand for use in personal, the PPE. So apparently all your tampon stuff is going on the PPE, is in PPE. You're prob- somebody's probably wearing it on their face. Who knows? All right. So we have, we're going to come back to this because, oh, actually one more quick thing. I lied. The other thing that we're going to be hitting Biden apparently is very quietly, according to a couple of sources, news sources, urging companies to purchase Russian fertilizer. Hmm. I mean, here you have the United States accusing the Kremlin of using food and grain as a weapon. And now they're secretly telling everyone to get fertilizer from Russia. Meanwhile, we have the CEO of Chevron, I kind of feel, I, I don't really feel bad because he did the flag thing. Chevron has the weird, it almost looks like a, a bastardized German flag. There's like some gold and black and orange in there and then like a pastel blue. It's weird. But the uh, CEO of Chevron says there's never going to be another refinery built in the U.S. Chevron CEO Mike Worth. So we haven't even hit peak inflation. We're already getting warned about 
energy prices ever increasing. And we have the President of the United States okaying fertilizer purchase from Russia. There you have it. All right, so on the some of the legislative front, because you know we have Senator John Cornyn who's going to be on the program with us tomorrow. I've got a lot of questions to ask about this gun control package that the Senate is working on. And still, we do not know any other details other than we know the basic principle framework, and that's it. And so the latest is that apparently they are coming to an agreement on, it sounds like red flag and a waiting period for 18 to 21 year olds. And so some sort of incorporation of including the records of violent felonious criminal activity. If it was, if you, if you did that when you were like 16, 17, I really want to know how narrowly that's going to be written. And I want to ask him about that. But I have to say, I saw PolitiFact last night. I got real sassy about this this morning because I'm so tired of this. So tired of it. We're going to detail this uh, a little bit more thoroughly. But they, they actually wrote this piece. It took two broads to write this piece. Two girls, one byline. And it says, same quality. They write, beware of misinformation about red flag laws, including critics who say they lack due process, which is not accurate. Anyone who thinks that red flag laws don't remove due process, there's three things. They, A, don't understand what due process is. They, B, don't understand what red flag laws are. And they, C, don't understand the basics about the Constitution. Because, yes, anything that removes any kind of pre- or post-deprivation hearing, meaning you are being deprived of an enumerated right, where you have no court-appointed attorney, and, and you wait, instead of the 24 to 72 hours, which is the max that's constitutionally allowed, you can wait months sometimes, that is not due process. It is an absolute abortion of justice. So we're going to talk about this a little bit more because I see some conservatives and I got sassy about this, too, because I'm just I'm just so done with this. People, they try to sit here and do the middle ground. They try to act like, look, I'm appealing to both sides. Um, Yeah, I mean, if you know, if you do red flag laws right. No, you can't do red flag laws right. Do you want to know why you can't do red flag laws right? Because the very design of red flag law is to remove due process, remove your right to a hearing, remove your right to counsel, remove your court appointed defender. Lack of enforcement does not mean absence of law. We have more on this. Plus, oh boy, I got wokery for you. Democrats, too, because uh, Joe can't pronounce anyone's names, including civil rights activists. Oh, there's more Hunter Biden info, more recovered data from one of the laptops that's been verified by the Washington Examiner. If I had to read it, you have to hear it. So we're going to talk about that. It's getting hot outside, mostly from all the grills firing up. Summer grilling is upon us. And if you're looking for the perfect cuts to put on your grill this year, look no further than Good Ranchers. Good Ranchers is the place to get 100% American meat this summer. I love how easy it is to get all my favorite cuts of beef, chicken, and even seafood shipped right to my door. With meat prices higher than ever, Good Ranchers is giving you free steaks. That's right, free steaks. So right 
right now, get two free 18-ounce prime center cut ribeyes with my code DANA. That's a $100 offer free to you. Visit GoodRanchers.com slash Dana for over two pounds of free ribeye steaks added to your order at no cost to you. This is a limited time deal, so don't miss out on your free 18-ounce prime center cut ribeyes because I promise you they're not going to be around for long. Visit GoodRanchers.com slash Dana and use code Dana. That's GoodRanchers.com slash Dana, code Dana. Good Ranchers, American meat delivered. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Where does the radical left's beliefs on sex and gender come from? Pastor Alan Jackson explains. We had a sexual revolution, and then we implement birth control, which was going to eliminate unwanted pregnancy. There would be no unwanted pregnancies. There would be no abortion. Immorality doesn't, that's not how that plays. The further we came from a biblical view of sexuality, the higher the abortion rates come. Let's put it this way. They wanted orgasms without responsibility. Subscribe to Culture and Christianity, an Alan Jackson podcast on your favorite podcast app. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. So apparently the stupid hogging of national airwaves that they call the January 6th select committee, they were going to have it today and now they postponed it till tomorrow or the next one's, or not tomorrow, the next one's Thursday apparently. They had three, there there were hearings that were scheduled for Wednesday and Thursday and then of course the primetime one, so... I don't know. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. You're not going to watch it. It's not like your whole day's wrecked, right? No, of course it's not. Parents are worried, according to New York Post in a new poll, that parents parents are worried that their kids are not spending enough time outdoors. Well, yeah. They surveyed 5,000 parents of children ages 5 to 13, split even believe by state, 57% are concerned that their kids aren't excited about playing outdoors as the parents were when they were little. I loved playing outdoors. It was the bomb. But now everything sucks. And you know what? Adults are part of, are really responsible because they made everything woke and they snitch on you if you let your 12-year-old walk across the street to go to the playground. Uh, also, a judge orders an alleged criminal in Washington state to be paid $250 a day for not being treated uh, while incarcerated. A mental, like this is a mental health thing. Uh, he was accused of stabbing a woman multiple times at a bus stop. I just think that, I don't know, it just sounds... There's a lot more to that. And Beto's getting stomped by Abbott in Texas in the latest poll. Stay with us. If you're like me, you're growing more and more concerned about the future. Inflation is at its highest level in 40 years. Interest rates are skyrocketing and market experts not only predict a recession, but they're using terms like, quote, economic hurricane and unprecedented. So if you want to protect your future, do what I did. Call the only precious metal dealers that I trust, American Hartford Gold. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your savings and retirement accounts by diversifying your portfolio with physical gold and silver. 
So get started with just one short phone call and they'll have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or inside your IRA or 401k. They're the highest rated firm in the country with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied clients. Call right now and you'll receive up to $1,500 of free silver on your first qualifying order. Don't wait. Call 866-887-1188. That's 866-887-1188. Or text DANA to 998899. Protect your future with American Hartford Gold. 866-887-1188 or text DANA to 998899. Did a bad accounting rule lead to the 2008 financial crisis? I'm Bill Walton. On the latest edition of The Bill Walton Show, I'll tackle that question. I'll also share my insights from decades in the private equity world and explain what it takes to be successful. Join John Tamney of Real Clear Markets and me as we break down the memoir of Blackstone's Stephen Schwarzman. Follow The Bill Walton Show at Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Listen to the Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. He's going to talk about drug reform and any other thing that I want him to. Mm-hmm. He'll talk about um, mm-hmm. anything that I want him to that he believes in. If I say this is important to me, mm-hmm. then he will work a way in which to make it a part of his, of his platform. Mm-hmm. My dad respects me more than he respects anyone in the world, and I know that to be certain. Mm-hmm. So it is not gonna be about whether my dad thinks it's going to affect his politics. It, no, it won't. It's not gonna be whether or not he's gonna be embarrassed of I me. Mean, he never will. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna, I'm, all of those concerns that you have with all of the people that you know, mm-hmm. that are in the, that are the children of, mm-hmm. I have none of them. Mm-hmm. You mean like, uh law-abiding behavior and not screwing prostitutes and not having a coke habit and all that kind of stuff like that sort of behavior is that what he's talking about that's audio from a new file in hunter biden's laptop his dad did say that he was the smartest person that he knows there you go welcome back to the program dana lash here with you and um yeah just oh goodness that's like probably one of the least defensive things i think that's on the actual laptop so on this let me pull this up <sighs> washington examiner he's bragging about his dad's gonna allow him he'll just he'll he'll be able to tell his dad what to do politically hunter biden's really the one pulling the strings everybody the recording was on a copy of his abandoned laptop laptop with a password-protected backup of his iPhone. And so the guy that... They, the Washington Examiner hired some forensics expert, and they found the password. It was probably 1234password or something like that, or password one. And Biden, Hunter Biden was, was bragging to his friend, who's a, a, a British artist, that he's better than anybody you know. And 
Does he is Hunter Biden still painting, or did he stop that after they laundered that money? I mean, sold, he sold those paintings. Sorry, verbal typo. You know, right? Does he paint anymore? Does he do the spit? You mean spitting through a straw? Mm-hmm. No, nah, I'm not sure. At least he's blowing things out the straw instead of snorting them in through the straw. So they, um, I mean, he really, his, his, at one point he told this artist or the artist asked him this broad, she asked him, you know, what does your father say about your drug addiction? And Biden responded, quote, which we can't play because he's like, oh, he says the blinking stop. He's scared to whatever, you know, blinking death. He's scared to death. He's going to talk about drug reform and any other things I want him to. Hunter Biden. That's he sounds like a psycho. He actually sounds like a total like he's high as a kite, too. On this, he really does. He said that. If his dad becomes president of the United States, that his he will that Hunter and the attention that is given to given to him will, quote, will literally be a blinking blip in a blinking radar blinking screen as compared to my presence if my dad becomes president of the United States. Really likes that word, doesn't he? I mean, every other, it's an adjective, it's an adverb. I mean, it's, he can conjugate it in a million different ways. So, yeah, that's, and he said, uh, he was bragging about how I was on the front page of every newspaper including the blinking, I mean, Wall Street Journal, the New York Times, not just the Tatler, he said. He was talking about a British fashion magazine. Just so weird, man. They don't say, they do not say a single word about him. He's just as involved and is there at all the events, just just like the, the Trump kids were. But the media, they treat him like he's a grown baby. Remember, we've mocked this endlessly. It's just, that's just the double standard. And apparently, I was reading this piece over the weekend, how the, the, so his, Hunter Biden's, oh gosh, what's her, his ex-wife, not the, it gets confusing, not his former sister-in-law, but his former wife. And we have to say that because he had the affair with his sister-in-law, so it gets confusing. So she's apparently coming out with a book. And she was saying in the book that she was upset that she did not have Secret Service protection, apparently, when they were together. Because Biden got it when he was VP and then, you know, president. And she said it, she said in the book, one of the quotes that was going around was that it, quote, uh, made her, uh, truly made her not feel like, or made her feel not like a true Biden or something like that. Because apparently having taxpayer-funded Secret Service is a Biden birthright. Can, Can we just stop for a second? Why do they try to inflate that name? This is some of the just cringiest stuff I've ever seen. Dude, you are not, you're not like the, I don't, and I don't believe in any kind of monarchy, but they act like they're some kind of monarchy. They so bad. Everybody wants to be the damn Kennedys. We got to have a million kids and screw around on your wife a hell of a lot more than that if you're going to be, you know, the Kennedys. Come on. But they, they, they think that they're like this. They believe their own hype, they feel entitled because they get to elected office and they have all this power and absolute power corrupts, absolutely. Always does. Okay, so this was, speaking of Democrats, audio soundbite three. Peter Ducey, now I want you to remember everything that Biden just said when we played him coming into the program. Oh, it's all great. 
Everything's great. I mean, it's, you know, I've changed in the world with the economy. Yeah, you are. Peter Ducey asks Corinne Jean-Pierre yesterday, what was the president's message? Well, listen to this. This is a great question. Hey, so as you say that Americans are well positioned to weather this stock market decline, what is the president's message to somebody who might want to retire, but their 401k is getting wiped out? So we know we know that the, that high prices are having a real effect on people's lives. We get that, and we are incredibly focused on doing everything that we can to make sure that it, the economy is working for every American people. But we are coming out of the strongest job market in in American history, and that matters. And that a lot of that is thanks to the American Rescue Plan, which only Democrats uh, voted for that. Republicans did not, and mm, it led yes. to mm-hmm. uh, this this economic boom, this historic economic boom that we're seeing Didn't with jobs historic inflation no that is no. not that is that is that is not uh, <laughs> that is not how we're seeing the american rescue plan oh my gosh that's how everyone else is seen with their 401ks that's how every, and people are losing money oh my gosh this is wild just wild <sighs> i you again. You you're not imagining this stuff. Like even I would look this piece, this piece at Associated Press. It's the inflate. I love this line. It's the inflation you're not supposed to see. The fact that your chips are shrinking, shrinkflation. Kleenex has fewer tissues than it did a few months ago. The Chobani flips yogurts shrank from 5.3 ounces to four and a half. Nestle slimmed down its little coffee tins. From 100 grams to 90 grams. Their dish soap, dish soap, everything is shrinking. Now this, it's not new. It's happened before under Carter. It's happened before in Britain because they got real mad back in 2016. Their Toblerone, it shrank. They had, it said they got mad over the more valleys and fewer peaks. British people were outraged. They were absolutely outraged. They said Toblerone is linked to travel. It's what you purchase at the airport before you board a flight home. Is it, though? Do, do, do people get Toblerones, or is that, like, strictly a European, namely British thing? Really? But do you, like, go to the airport and make a special, like, I've got to get a Toblerone? No, got I didn't. I, got a, I, I wanted to get a Toblerone because I was curious about it, and it does. It comes in, like, this cardboard tube box, and it's, like, <laughs> break-offable pieces of chocolate, yeah. and... It's uh yeah I, I guess they're making them smaller now. They well no this was so I'm just I'm just this the Brit the Brits got mad when it happened. This was just Toblerone and this was just back in 2016. They got mad and they all grumbled to the Toblerone people. They said it's like widening a donut's hole. <laughs> they said that it looks like a toothless cone now. They were very angry about it. They did not like it. And apparently it went from like 400 grams to 350 grams, something like that. They dropped like the size of the super large. I don't know. Anyway, they got mad over that. So this it's not new, but now it's now it's everything. Ingredients, packaging, labor, everything. They made Cheez-Its small, not the Cheez-It crackers, but you get fewer Cheez-Its. Cheez-Its is like my guilty pleasure. I am to Cheez-Its like Hunter Biden is to crack cocaine. Just saying. Except I actually eat them. I don't pound them up and snort them up in a straw. Anyway, 
Fritos, they, you know, the party size stuff. It's not, is it party size when it reduces and it becomes just a little bit bigger than regular size? No. So it went from like 18 to 15 ounces. And I mean, I get it. They, people like the Kimber, Kimberly Clark company, they make all your toilet paper and your, your Kleenex, Procter & Gamble. They're, they have a Pantene conditioner that they downsize from 12 flu- ounces to 10.4 fluid ounces. Same price, though. Here's the other thing. It's all shrinking, but it's the same price. It's shrinkflation. That's, no, it's, it's all great. We don't see that. We just see really amazing things. We don't see that. Well, everybody else does. Everybody else does. Man, you know what's bad when little Debbie gets hit. They call them Swiss rolls. I've only, everybody in my whole family has only ever called them ho-hos. I don't know what y'all people call them. But, you know the little Swiss rolls? Do you remember at a time, didn't Hostess used to make them two in a package? And then at some point in my childhood, they robbed you blind and they cut it in half and you only got one of those things per package. Remember that? That, that, and then that, it was horrible as a kid because if you got to select a dessert, right? And you, after dinner, and you win, and you're like, I'm going to get two. And then it's one. You're robbed. I literally stopped eating them because of that. I was like, no, I made up a reason. I totally lied. I was like, oh, I think it tastes like poison. I don't know. I made up something because they put one in a package. Little Debbie never did me like that, though. So I kept, I stayed loyal because little Debbie was loyal to me. So I stayed Godfather loyal to little Debbie. Never shrank those fudge rounds. They never shrank those Swiss rolls. Now they may, though. It's so bad. Who knows? I may go to the store because now my kids like them. I may go to the store and there's like one in a package. Yes, I feed them processed sugar. They eat healthy, but I don't care because they're kids. Let them live, right? Oxygen's also poisonous to an extent. It's why we all die. All right, so moving on. I want to get into here coming up this PolitiFact thing because I haven't slapped them enough and I can't believe I already gone a whole hour without thoroughly just fisking them all over the airwaves. So we're going to get into that. Also, uh, we have Wokery, NPR, that you fund with your taxpayer dollars. Do you want to know how they approached the whole tampon shortage? Let me just do my NPR voice really quickly, and then we're going to, we because we, we have hat tips to do. NPR says, quote, tampons, a necessity for many, are becoming harder and harder to find. Yeah. People who menstruate are saying that it's hard to find them on store shelves across the U.S. right now. The people who menstruate? Like the people who do it? Because, did did you? Kane, can I ask you a personal question? Sure. Uh, Do you get a period? Thanks for asking, but no. No, I don't. Well, you don't have to thank me for asking. No, I appreciate it. I'm just saying because, you know, they say people who menstruate, and men and women are people. Yeah. Uh, with the tampon shortage, I appreciate you thinking. That. I mean, because I got other thinking questions, too, about anatomy and physiology and how that product would even work. You know, maybe there's, I don't know. We can we can talk about that later, though. All right. So, the yeah, that's how NPR covered it. Taxpayer-funded dollars. Our tax dollars. Maybe if, maybe dudes could stop using them. I don't know. Maybe. I'm just saying if you're a dude and you, you think you're having a cycle, there might be something wrong with you. That's not that. Just you might want to go get that looked at. Just saying a little urgent care. 
Never run out of coffee by joining the club with Black Rifle Coffee Company. Black Rifle Coffee Company was built upon the mission to serve coffee and culture to people who love America. As a veteran-owned company, Black Rifle Coffee Company delivers on that promise by developing explosive roast profiles with the same mission focus learned as members of the military, and they're committed to supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders. When you join the coffee club, you select your perfect roast, how much coffee you want, and how often you want it delivered, and it's all shipped right to your door for free. Not only do you save a trip to the store, but you also receive special discounted pricing. You gain access to exclusive products and partner brand discounts. Not sure what roast is best for you? Take the Black Rifle Coffee Quiz and get matched to the perfect coffee roast and then join the club. Visit BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana to save 20% off your purchase in your first coffee club order. That's 20% off with promo code Dana at BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana. Fuel your life with America's coffee. Black Rifle Coffee. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Hey, this is Todd Herman, host of The Todd Herman Show. You might have heard me on Rush Limbaugh's show. I was a regular fill-in for about eight years. I now do a show out of the high mountains of free America because, you know, I got exiled from Seattle. Google Gemini correctly predicts the present day. Mind control matrix. The internet, television, even our phones wouldn't just be distractions, but tools used to manipulate the masses and suppress critical thinking. I said that correctly. Check out The Todd Herman Show every day on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Of all your favorite talk hosts, one of these is not like the others. The Dana Show. So, welcome back to the program. Make sure you sign up for the newsletter, chapter and verse over at Substack. I always love these people who think that, look, I'm a brat on stuff. Like, I research things to the nth degree. And I always love, like, these... I don't know, like these, these, I I don't really believe some of these people. I mean, there's so many bots on Twitter, but I had someone who was going to try to sit here and have a phallus measuring contest with me about whether the evidentiary standard uh, that is in each of the red flag law that's so far been adopted by 19 of the states. And I'm pretty sure that this low testosterone imbecile that dared to actually, you know, try to sit here and fake knowledge on this stuff, I would bet the whole kit and caboodle that this low T individual did not actually, and I'm not making fun of low T, but I am making fun of him with it. So don't get anybody's panties in a bind. I'm pretty sure that he didn't read. I've read every single bit of every single syllable and every single red flag law that's been adopted by 19 states. There is no evidentiary standard. Imminent threat isn't even required in most and clear and convincing evidence, clear and convincing. That's not even most. Actually, I think only one state has that. I think it's Maine. I think Maine's the only state that actually requires that. These people have no idea what the hell they're talking about. And anyone who has a law degree who thinks that red flag law isn't an abridgment of due process, you need to go and get a refund because you've been had. And now you're showing your whole backside to the entire world. Good grief. There's, it's, not, it's not something that's up uh, for debate. It's really not. It is what it is. You either, just like science, like you either think the world is round and that the planets revolve around the sun or you don't. 
You can't sit here and argue that absence of any kind of pre or post deprivation hearing that that no court appointed counsel that you can't sit here and say that that the refusal to have any of that is still upholding due process. It's not. That clause is incredibly specific. And furthermore, there's so much case law about, for instance, the span of time between deprivation hearings, whether it's 24 to 72 hours, like if someone's being held, you can only hold them for so long before, you know, you have to arraign them. And, and there's, I mean, there's, I mean, it's just stupid to even debate it because it is what it is. It is an absolute removal of due process. We're going to talk more about this. And I got wokery for you, economic headlines, and so much more. Stick with us. More of the Dana Show after this. Old routines die hard, like those multiple cups of coffee and sugary energy drinks to stay alert. Well, I discovered a healthier way to get the sustained energy I need without all the caffeine and sugar. Super Beats Heart Chews. I just unwrap a chew or two in the morning and let Super Beats Heart Chews do the rest. I feel great about what I'm doing for my health. Join me in the new way to start your day with Super Beats Heart Chews. I challenge you to try it for 30 days and give them your feedback. No more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, and candy for a quick pick-me-up. I've been taking Super Beats Heart Chews for years, and it's an easy and convenient on-the-go boost to your overall health and energy. Make Super Beats Chews an essential part of your busy day. To make it easy to get started, I got you up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. Hurry, it's their best offer available anywhere. That's danasbeats.com for up to 45% off. danasbeats.com. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. We can do all this. I'm asking, all I'm asking is for the largest corporations and the wealthiest Americans to begin to pay their fair share in taxes. Anybody out there think the tax system is fair? Raise your hand. Look, under my plan, I made this commitment in the beginning and nothing's changed. No one making less than $400,000 a year will pay a single solitary penny more in federal taxes. Nobody. So it's great that Biden's already talking about raising people's taxes here. That's like a whole other round of taxes that he's talking about. That's going to be great for inflation. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you. And happy Tuesday, second hour of the show. And tomorrow we're going to be speaking with Senator John Cornyn just about the Senate's gun control package. There's a lot of stuff to there's a lot of stuff to to follow because it's and there's going to be a lot of updates because they don't have it's just a principled agreement. It's a well agreement on principles is they just got a, a rough outline, essentially, is the way that I understand it, the way that they've discussed it. They just have it's just a rough outline. They haven't nailed anything down specific. 
and it as we've talked about the day that they you know since yesterday as they've talked as at right after they released this uh sunday that came the headline that senate at least found some common ground on a few things i there's there's some a lot of questions about some of the funding aspects of it the question that some of the questions that i have specifically as it relates to the red flag proposals because there seems to be some people on the right that they're like they they say that well this is just a proposal it's just you know federalizing red flag it's actually it's not doing that it's it's a proposal to incentivize other states to do what 19 states have already done which is to adopt red flag laws within their within their own states and i don't know where the where's the i'm in i'm saying this somewhat rhetorically because i imagine it's going to be taxpayer dollars but where's the money where's where's the money going to come from what what do these incentives look like is there going to be some kind of basis are, are they are there going to be some prerequisites just to be considered for receipt of this red flag grant money i mean where are we what are what are some of the what's the baseline for this I mean, I would imagine that they have to have a uniform evidentiary standard. I would imagine that they would have to have, uh, because everyone says, oh, it's going to protect due process, going to protect due process. I fail to see where any of the 19 states have done so, so far. I think Maine has some of the strongest uh, requirements for consideration for, for implementing these orders, I mean, you can't just, they're not going to just accept gossip and they're not just going to accept, I mean, you have to have clear and convincing evidence that uh, clear and convincing, you know, when you go before the judge and you're asking for this order, it can't just be feels, you need some facts. Maine seems to be, and I'm looking over these of the states that have them, there's, there seems to be the highest um, when you read each, which I've done, and reading each of these states, I'm not the only one who thinks this. There are a number of people who who think that Maine, I mean, it just seems to be, they seem to have some of the strongest requirements. But still, when you are penalizing someone and then you do an investigation after the fact, that's kind of cart before the horse. It's it's incredibly backwards. So the some of the questions that I have about this, in addition to what I just said, like what where's the money going to come from? Is there going to be some kind of uniformity are are they going to try to make the state's red flag laws similar state to state because they're not i mean i'm 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 just curious what they think about our current legal framework requires a diminished due process to function i'm and and so here's the other and here's the other question what if there are requirements to even be considered for grants for this red flag grant if this is indeed something that they incorporate into the final draft of the bill. But if they, if they decide to, to pass this and, and offer this to states, if they have higher requirements for receipt of this money, does that, I mean, are they going to demand that these other 19 states change what they have or, because then they would have to mod there's a lot of 19 states have to modify their legislation i'm just i have a million questions on this a million questions on this are they going to include 
a court-appointed attorney for respondents? I mean, what are, are there going to be criminal penalties or opportunities for civil action against people who make false claims in a court in order to have an, have an order put on somebody? They talk about spending money on mental health. Okay, so like what exactly? What, what will be the protections against waste? There's just so much, so much. And I, I just, and, and then you also, ha, I, I, someone made the point earlier, it was a friend of mine who said that, you know, trust would be really required in order for this to work. Well, trust doesn't make it constitutional. Why does it have to be an ex parte process? Why does it have to be done without the other, without the respondent knowing? I mean, that just, you know, that's a, because we have all of, we have opportunities, whether you're going to do, what is it, a 5150? Is that what they call it? The code for it, the statute for it. If you're going to do, uh, if someone is, you know, an imminent, if they're really, you know, presenting an immediate threat to themselves or others. There's there we have an existing framework right now that people have been operating in just because they don't they choose not to do it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. I just want to know what one I want to know what about our current legal framework makes this diminishment a requirement. There's just there's a lot of questions. And so, you know, also it's speaking of the issue of trust. I just don't trust this. I don't trust the same government that said two weeks to slow the spread. Oh, it's not political. Two weeks to slow the spread. I don't trust Anybody, especially sitting Democrats who are going to be some of the people who are who are overseeing the implement the writing of this legislation and the implementation of it, who suggested, if not outright called people who didn't want to get government injections murderers. I don't trust them to do red flag laws. I don't. And 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 we shouldn't be demanded to trust them. That's it's just weird that this is all happening right before Independence Day. How unbelievably ironic. Quincidental and yet slightly ironic. Now, I think the red flag inclusion in this comes from some of Lindsey Graham's stuff. The other thing is the 18 to 21, uh, that waiting period. I have a lot of questions about how narrowly that something like that would be written. Because I do think this kind of plays into that argument that we have said before was incredibly arbitrary. If you're going to raise the age of purchasing a rifle from 18 to 21, yet somebody can be 18 to vote and yet you have to be 21 to drink. It's just weird. 18 to serve in the military, 21 to drink by cigarette. It's just odd. So it's very arbitrary and not at all consistent as to when we all think adulthood begins. And then I think that that comes into play too when you discuss, well, at what point should violent criminal uh, felony behavior when should that convictions of that if it shows up on a if it's on a juvenile record I mean obviously you would think as somebody did that 16 17 well why shouldn't it carry over to when they're 18 I mean I understand the argument behind that if someone is choosing at 17 or 16 years old to commit serious criminal felonious activity and they're convicted, that should, that should go on a record, should it not? Like, think about this for a minute. And this was something that the MSD commission 
had studied and my friend Andy Pollock had he his book uh, about his daughter Meadow was one of the most stunning things I've ever read because they they dove into everything that helped protect this killer in the school system people would try to say that they they use this phrase reducing the school to prison pipeline and I I understand that there is a concern to make sure that young people grow up to be successful and that they are not going to jail and they're and they're not you know repeat offenders etc I get that but you don't just not report crimes and that's what people like Robert Runcie at, at MSD were doing and so for instance there was one story and this was like a about a year before he had ever uh i think it was about a year before he did this he apparently held a gun to somebody a classmate's head and and that classmate from what everything i've read was never identified but he apparently pulled a gun to somebody's head i mean that's that's a serious issue and you're threatening to kill people on top of it you've been fighting at school these are all super serious issues and i mean of course what he did that's that's a crime so then it comes to, well, at what point are we going to arbitrarily say that records can no longer follow you into adulthood? That once you cross over the bridge of 17 to 18, that it magically makes everything better? I mean, in some instances, if you don't have a record, like with this Uvalde killer, which sounds like he absolutely, I mean, the animal abuse that he was pictured doing on video, I believe, is a felony. So, what, I mean, and they, and, on social media and the school monitors the district has a whole program to monitor social media so what missed what why again you can have all of these things in place but if you're not following through and if you're not enforcing it then it's not going to work and refusal to enforce it does not mean an absence of a law or a regulation or restriction how do you i i think that I want to hear from these lawmakers, like, how narrowly are they going to write this? How, what are going to be the clear established distinctions between, you know, obviously there's a difference between, you know, silly misdemeanor or, you know, like a ticket, you know, a speeding ticket when they're a teenager. And then some of what I just described to you. I mean, clearly there's a difference. There is a difference. They're trying to get this done before Independence Day. But it sounds like they don't even have a draft to circulate. So that's some serious stuff. We have more on this. We have, have headlines on the way. And let me give you a quick rundown here. Think over this, too. Uh, from Reuters. China, they, this, they had a, pro, a bank protest that was going to take place it was planned there were all these people there people people who depositors in central china they were obviously understandably infuriated that their funds had been frozen and they were denied access well their protest was thwarted because all the the authorities in china turned their health code apps that they had a download for coronavirus turned them red all of these these protesters they were depositors they were planning to travel to one of China's central provinces to protest an almost two-month block on accessing almost $200 million of their money, of their deposits. And it left the companies unable to pay workers. People were unable to access their savings, buy food. 
And they use, you know, that huge coronavirus surveillance infrastructure. They made everybody download these apps, all this stuff. They're there now. They're using it to stifle dissent. If you don't have a green code on your smartphone app, you can't get on public transportation. You can't go out in public or travel. We're going to talk about this coming up. That's, I mean, it's almost like we said that was going to happen when we read that as a headline when they first implemented that coronavirus structure. Free speech, religious liberty, the Second Amendment. Across the country, your constitutional rights are under constant attack, and it's only getting worse by the day, which is why I'm proud to support Patriot Mobile. They're not just America's only Christian conservative cell phone provider. They're one of the few companies fighting back. They offer the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers, so you get the same great service plus the peace of mind that your money is combating the left's attempt to silence you. Patriot Mobile has plans to fit any budget and their 100% U.S.-based customer support team provides exceptional customer service. Patriot Mobile shares your values and supports organizations fighting for religious freedom, constitutional rights, sanctity of life, our veteran and first responder heroes. Visit PatriotMobile.com slash Dana or call 972-PATRIOT and get free activation with offer code Dana. Veterans and first responders save even more, so switch today. Between the left, the media, and rhinos, we need to stick together. PatriotMobile.com slash Dana or call 972-PATRIOT. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. Researcher, a researcher discovered a woolly mammoth tooth, or tusk, yeah, tusk, not tooth, protruding from a riverbank in remote Alaska. The weird thing is, is the picture that they share of it, it's kind of hard to put everything to scale, but that's, yeah, that's it. Just sticking, legit sticking out on of a riverbank. And it, it was a University of Alaska Fairbanks. They discovered it or came across it, apparently. Just sticking out near Coldfoot, Alaska. Uh, that's very interesting. What a find. Can you imagine? Makes me, I mean, it's like, how many other times do you think that that's happened? Like, I, I just feel like Alaska's loaded with stuff like this. I'm just saying. Uh, also, this court in New York has ruled that an elephant is not a person. I thought that was kind of a given. But it was a lawsuit that was seeking to free Happy the Elephant from the Bronx Zoo. Uh, an animal rights group has been litigating this since 2018. Think of how many animals you could have saved while you were litigating that uh, or with that money. But the Court of Appeals rejected the argument saying that, no, it's a non-human animal. That's not we're not doing this. And Paul Pelosi's mug shuts out, even though his wife tried to keep it under wraps. Stay with us. The mainstream media shies away from the simple questions with hard answers that we all need to hear. I'm Byron York from The Byron York Show. Every day on the No Chit Chat podcast, I bring you the reality of what's going on in our government and around the country with no extra fluff. In my latest episodes, I lay out the blunt facts of what's going on in the District of Columbia, the way the media is misleading the public, and plans that political parties are making. Concise, comprehensible news is what America needs and deserves. I'm here to deliver. Subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. When you're stuck discussing politics with your friends, who's the most informed person in the group? Yep, you are. You're welcome. Listen, follow, subscribe. The Dana Show. The Senate Republicans need to back away from this dangerous dance with these gun-grabbing Democrats. That's the first thing that needs to happen because this is a very dangerous road uh, to go down and you'd be eviscerating two fundamental rights, a Second Amendment right and the right to due process along the way. But yeah. the red flag logs are nothing more than a green light for gun confiscation. Mm. That is Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt 
last night on Tucker Carlson's program, and Eric Schmidt, as you know, is, if you're in uh, my home state of Missouri, he's running for Senate in the Republican primary, and he's, I think, uh, of the top two contenders, he's the only one who's consistently pro-Second Amendment. He never made the Capitol win governor a gun-free zone which is what happened under greetings. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you. I just want to reiterate how important the Senate is because, again, even if Republicans are able to take back the Senate, we've talked about the breakup. It's like 20-some-odd seats that Republicans have to uh, defend and 14 states that Cook Political Report, which has always been fairly accurate in determining how in play a seat will be so what they'll do is they'll based on surveys and and you know past voting they'll determine whether or not a a state is or a seat is uh leaning dim likely dim leaning are likely are or toss up and all of the Senate seats that are up for grabs are in lean dim and likely dim seats. And then the Democrats are polling, you know, pretty well ahead. So there's there's not going to be a lot of opportunity, really, I think, for Republicans to. Now, I'm, I'm not saying that it can't be done. I'm just saying it would it would be unusual. And Republicans have more seats that they have to worry about. It'd be more likely that a Democrat would flip a Republican seat than a Republican would flip a Democrat seat. So no matter what, you're going to have, even if Republicans, as I said, even if they are able to take the Senate, they're still going to have pretty, a pretty limited majority. It's not going to be much different than it is now. And I think for certain big things, they're going to have to work with Democrats on it. But it's why I think it's so important to make sure that you don't have soft on the second Republicans in the Senate. Because look, right now you got... Some say that they are. Maybe they are. I do. The the 10 Republicans that joined with 10 Democrats for this gun control package in the Senate. I do think it's interesting that of them, uh, including Blunt and Cornyn, uh, they're retiring. Four of them are retiring. And the other six Republicans are not up for reelection this cycle. So they are very well protected from any kind of blowback should they compromise on anything. And that's why you got to be careful, because. You want to make sure that you get strong, just constitutional lawmakers in the Senate. And so that's why, you know, I worry about like people like Dr. Oz. We talked about that. We went over his all of his previous comments and all this stuff. And um, I've I've just because they have an R after their name doesn't mean that they're pro 2A. Just because that they served in the military does not mean that they are pro 2A. I know it's wild. You got to see some of the stuff that some of these leftists say that they they trot out their military service and they use it as a way to silence any kind of civilian dissent. I can't tell you how who I can't remember the guy's name. He's a super far left progressive. He's called me every name in the book, just over two A issues. I've never said anything derogatory to him at all. Um, for I'm shocked I haven't actually, but. He is, I watch him all the time. People retweet him all the time. He's, he, he'll say things like, oh, have you served? I don't recall, like he's the expert on Second Amendment and his opinion should count for more because he served. And I just think, well, that doesn't, that isn't the whole point of why we started America. <laughs> just saying. But, you know, I bring this up because I, I feel like 
um, in in the Missouri Senate Republican primary, you have Eric Schmidt, the AG, who's been fighting the Biden administration. He's had a number of victories, too, on this uh, and supported the Missouri uh, Second Amendment Preservation Act, which was very similar, at least in my perspective, to Prince v. U.S. in that uh, it was basically a Tenth Amendment affirmation of states' rights protecting to protecting citizens' constitutional rights. And uh, he's been, you know, he's a huge supporter of constitutional carry. He does not like red flag law. He does not like universal background checks, none of that stuff. And then you have the guy that he's like neck and neck with, Eric Greitens, who was the governor of Missouri, and he had to leave. He Well, he, he did have to leave. He cut a deal with Kim Gardner, who, yes, yeah, she absolutely was a very corrupt DA. But what they don't tell you is that all of the same evidence that Kim Gardner looked at and the same witnesses that Kim Gardner talked to, the Republican supermajority in the Missouri state capitol upon forming a special committee to investigate all the campaign stuff and the other basement stuff, they talked to the same witnesses and looked at the same evidence. And they unfortunately walked away with the decision to impeach. And he was days away from that, which is why he cut a deal with Kim Gardner. Now, I, I've i never met him. I, some of my friends are consultants for him and really are working hard to make sure that he gets elected because they, I mean, you know, it's, it's great access to power and payday, right? Some of them are pretty nasty. He's very close to Steve Bannon, uh, who, remember, called Donald Trump Jr. a traitor and who was fired by President Trump. But um, I digress. But he um, had turned before he, or right when he was elected as governor, he turned the Missouri State Capitol into a gun-free zone. And then there was this very, um, let me pull this up. When he went after the Missouri Second Amendment Preservation Act, he was, I, I, he was using language that sounded familiar to me. And it sounded familiar to me because, you know, I watch all the Bloomberg stuff and I watch the um, Moms Demand stuff and all of this. And it just sounded very familiar to me. And, and he was using language, Moms Demand language, to actually go and argue against the Missouri Second Amendment Preservation Act. He was saying, he was, he was saying that it was uh, because... They, the language he used is uh, what they've done in this bill is they've actually defunded the police. That was his direct quote, and it was from their the St. Louis Daily Paper. And Mom's Demand had said, yes, they're punishing law enforcement for doing their jobs. They're defunding the police. And that was also a story by the same news. Actually, that was an NPR piece. So he was that and it didn't actually it didn't do that at all it literally did not defund police it just says you can't it's like prince v us you can't have a federal order come down and demand a state fund it and administer it that's not how that's not how it it's a, there, there's the commandeering clause it's not how our constitution works not how states rights work and that that was the whole point the affirmation of second amendment through that vein and he didn't understand it so he started parroting that language and went on this like crazy attack on it um, this is after he also was apparently, according to Second Amendment grassroots groups in Missouri, he opposed constitutional carry, wouldn't help them, wouldn't say even voice support for it. So, yeah, there's a lot of concerns there. Just because someone can show themselves shooting a gun on video doesn't mean that they actually, A, do regularly or B, um, support you doing it either. So just saying there's like a lot of questions there. So I was happy to hear someone. And I think that his I think Eric Schmidt because he, I mean, he's an attorney, 
he is attorney general of Missouri. I think he really he gets that. Uh, and and I just notice he doesn't fall into some of the other holes that I see some other Republicans do. And he does not. I mean, he's he's fought the he's given the administration hell. So I think he would be I think he would be somebody very consistent on Second Amendment in the Senate. But this this soft on the, the second stuff, because here's the other thing. And let me transition from firearms for a moment to everything else. I made this point because one of my friends had asked me, and I also made this point largely on this, uh, like for the, the instance like of uh, swatting. I've had friends that have been swatted before. You, everybody knows what that is, right? That's when somebody calls and they make a call into the police. And I actually had this happen to a friend of mine. They uh, had, um, they were visited. They told their law enforcement which is what I did too. They told their law enforcement, their local police, just in case if this call comes in, would you please ask me about it first and don't show up at my house with everything. And someone, sure enough, at some point, someone had called in like this false threat on my friend said he was going to kill his wife and all this stuff. Well, the police having had that good, you know, that then that's, you should have that relationship, that kind of good community relationship with law enforcement. They had reached out to my friend uh, and they, they actually did. They showed up at his house, but not with the whole SWAT team just yet knocked on the door and they resolved the issue immediately. That has not been the case with a number of people. There've been celebrities that have been swatted too. This is, I mean, it's not a stretch at all whatsoever to say that this is also, I mean, this is also what you get with red flag. There was a man killed in Maryland when police arrived at his home at five something in the morning because an order, a red flag order had been put out on him. And one of the problems with, uh, one of the big problems with these red flag laws is the clear and convincing, you know, evidence argument required in order to, you know, substantiate the claim that someone needs to have such an order put out on them. It's not, they, they've actually lowered it. Dave Koppel gave great testimony to the Senate back in 2018 on this very exact thing. And imagine, now think about this, imagine someone calls the police and says that you're running drugs out of your house. Or say that, uh, you know, they, they think that you're growing uh, pot or something like that in your, in your home. Oh, they're a drug dealer. You better go and, well... Imagine then police showing up to, at your home, raiding your home, taking your property, even if you had, even if you weren't doing anything at all what you were accused of, and then uh, you are basically you're considered you know you, you've lost some of your rights. You're considered a prohibited possessor. You can't do a bunch of other stuff uh, because of this, and then you have to wait a few months before you can even get in front of a judge and plead your case and have everything reversed. And you have to prove your evidence, your, your innocence rather, and you have to pay for your own attorney. That's exactly what red flag is. When I say that this is applicable and to, to more than just firearms, it is. It is, it's the creation of, I mean, it's a new, it's, it's a new world without due process. That's why due process is so important because you, before uh, you're, you're, you're hit with a penalty, you can go and have a hearing. You can go before a judge. You can actually defend yourself. You can have uh, a state-appointed attorney, a counsel, a, 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 an attorney provided to you. You can go and make your case and, and plead your innocence and prevent this from happening. An investigation is done first before a penalty is rendered. With red flag, the penalty is first rendered. The investigation comes later. Imminent threat isn't even a requirement in most of these. And you don't have to take my word for it. And and there, in fact, it was, and I had this, uh, 
a recent piece that I had. There was a behavioral sciences that published a whole thing where they talked about how thousands of these orders that are uh, in that are enforced, so many of them are wrongly enforced. That the the, the uh, very conservative uh, measure, and this is from Koppel, and then there are some others out there who say that it's actually much larger than this. At least a third of these orders are wrongly issued, and every single time that someone contests them and defends themselves, they are those orders are overturned. But think about how expensive it, it is to retain a lawyer and go into court and do something like this. I mean, that's it, I mean, it's it's unimaginable. That's why we have due process. And there's just no way you can argue that it doesn't reverse this because we have read. We I mean, we've seen it. There are like thousands of these cases so far where uh, firearm owners have shown up and they have defended themselves. And guess what? They won. Now, what the, you there there we have an existing legal framework and it can be sometimes in some instances, ridiculous to navigate. If there is an emergency, however, there are things that can be expedited within our current framework that does not mean that you, that, that doesn't remove due process. It's, it's, it's so frustrating. And I'm trying to, I, I, I've, I've written about this and I've talked to so many people about this because I didn't, I never wanted to come on air and talk about it unless I knew exactly a thousand percent. I have so many so many dear friends of mine who actually uh, work in our active attorneys, but and I'll question them about this, especially if it's if they're in a state where they have red flag. We have I have so much more to get into uh, as well. We have wokery. Oh my gosh, I have a lot of wokery. We're gonna have to hit that here coming up. We also have Florida man. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. <laughs> it's time for Florida man. So I ended up seeing this, I think it was on Reddit, this, a Florida man decided to fly his plane in a manner so the, uh, so the flight path would spell gay loser. This is an actual thing. I don't have any other information about it. It's up at FlightAware. Literally, flightaware.com has it. It was it, the 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 flight was three days ago, but the Florida man spelled out "gay loser" over. I don't know where did he take off at. I don't even know where that's at. Anyway, it's not. It's on the Gulf side, not not on the Atlantic side. There you have it. God, God bless America, where you can have the time to spell out "gay loser" in a plane. That's some dedication right there. Anyway. Oh, boy. Flager school bus driver admits he drove kids drunk. A school bus driver. He is set to enter a plea this week for allegedly driving drunk with kids in his bus. He's being accused of now also being impaired at the plea hearing. 60-year-old Mark McNeil appeared before a judge late afternoon yesterday. Apparently, he was taken into custody again. And the, it, this was updated last night. He, they said that he was drunk. So the judge, Terrence Perkins, said, okay, he's, here's his quote. He says, quote, here's the problem. So I think that you're impaired today. So I can't take the plea. McNeil said, I'm not impaired at all. And he said, I'm sorry for what I did. It was a horrible mistake. He was, dr- he was arrested for drunk driving 40 kids. He picked up from Buddy Taylor Middle School. 
When he finally stopped on the route, he apparently had a blood alcohol level four times the legal limit. And so the judge demanded that he get tested in a courthouse lab before he entered a plea because he said, I think you're drunk. And McNeil refused to do it. So Judge Perkins says, okay, I'm going to go ahead and I'm reading the transcript. I'm going to go ahead and take you into custody because I think you're impaired. And McNeil, McNeil screams out, you know what, Your Honor? I am impaired. I've got to go to jail. I am impaired. So now they have another pretrial hearing for tomorrow. Yeah, I'll... I don't know if he's in jail he can't show up impaired so there you have it and a uh, Kansas is ordered by the state Supreme Court to pay 63 million dollars to Florida man Gene Bicknell over a 15 year tax dispute wow there you go stick with us we got third hour on the way and oh the wokery more of the Dana show Joe Biden came into office and declared war on American energy. We were energy independent for the first time in my life. Uh, when he came into office, he had sweeping executive orders to try to kneecap American energy production. And look, this is a global market. It's not just the U.S., uh, but he has made it way worse here in this country. And they will not reverse course. This- mm, yeah, that's uh, whew, Daddy Liberty talking. He's not wrong. That's Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you. Third hour of the show. It's Tuesday. Now, we've talked a lot of serious, a lot of serious issues. I depress you all. I feel bad, like, coming with these headlines about how bad the economy is. I mean, Governor DeSantis, though, he's right. Here you had Biden, Biden slamming oil companies for not doing what he promised he was going to make them do. This is after... He and he's been he did a thing yesterday. He made remarks. He said he was he got he was mad at Exxon for making more money than God. Exxon makes more money than God. Well, that's not true. Here, audio soundbite eight. Here's just a little flashback of all of the stuff that Biden said during the debate and more as it relates to oil and energy. Listen, would there be any place for fossil fuels, including coal and fracking? In a Biden administration? No, we would, we would we would work it out. We would make sure it's eliminated. No more drilling on federal lands. No more drilling, including offshore. No ability for the oil industry to continue to drill, period. I guarantee you, we're going to end fossil fuel. What about, oil. say, stopping fracking and stopping yes. pipeline yes. infrastructure? Yes. And, new pipeline. And, and, exactly. and no more, no new fracking. We are going to get rid of fossil fuels. I've argued against any more oil drilling or gas drilling on federal lands. No one's going to build a coal-fired plant again, and we're going to get rid of the ones we have now. Have a transition from the oil industry, yes. Would you be willing to sacrifice some of that growth, even knowing potentially that it could displace thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of blue-collar workers in the interest of transitioning to that greener economy? The answer is yes. Oh, boy. So he kind of already said it right there. He knew exactly what was I saw a really funny meme he knew exactly what he was doing he knew exactly you know by the way if you hear anything we got some construction happening so you'll just have to you'll have to do, we, we're just dealing with it it's just a short amount of time we can't get away from it it is what it is it's life it's it's just how it is all right so this I wanted to I want to make sure I get to the rest of the stuff that we have so we have apparently according to the Hollywood reporter squid game a squid game reality series is coming to Netflix with the biggest cash prize in TV history. It is, it's, of course, you knew, you knew this was just a matter of time they were going to do this. It's called Squid Game the Challenge. 
and 456 players in real life will compete in a series of games. But does do people? I mean, because people died. People died in the actual Squid Games. It's not a spoiler alert. So nobody say I can almost hear someone typing spoilers, Dina. Not in the chat because they've all seen it. I would imagine. So they said the net this day being Brandon Rieg. Netflix VP of the unscripted and documentary series. He says, we're grateful for the support. We're turning the fictional world into a reality. Uh, I, they don't say if you're going to get murdered, though. <laughs> Would you compete? It's only four uh, and a half million. I don't know enough about it yet. I have to read up on You'd that. You have to debase yourself on reality television. Four and a yeah, half million I don't, know. I, I don't mind co- you know competing I'm, I'm about competition but yeah i'd have to look into this and see because like you said the squid games was you know people die mm-hmm. so is this reality show also going to mm. be people dying because i mean is it a game if you're crying <laughs> no is it it's not fun it's not fun <laughs> not fun yeah um no not 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 fun at all so that's you know what people may have to do that because inflation is so bad how convenient that they announce it now i mean they may have to inflation is so bad they may have to i just saw another headline uh senate finance chair ron wyden is going to propose a 21 percent surtax on oil company profits considered a oh boy wow if you think gas prices are high now they're going to be like snoop dogg high here in a little bit good heavens if they actually pass something like that. Mortgage rate also hit 6.2%, 6.28% today. Yeah, ain't nobody building nothing anytime soon. Ain't nobody doing nothing. So yeah, maybe Squid Games is where you got to go. I'm just, I mean, I'm just saying that maybe that's where, oh my gosh, it's so sad. <sighs> I mean, I just, I let me find the woke rate. We need a break. We need a break. Okay. All right. So uh, a Montana zoo is facing some controversy over drag queen story hour what in the hell is up with drag queen story hours everywhere drag queens at the taco bell drag queens at the zoo drag queens at the library drag queens coming for you what is happening why is it why does it is it everywhere good grief this doesn't make this just doesn't make any sense so they uh the zoo the zoo of all pla- why do you have to do it at like the zoo reading hour okay there's a joke there somewhere uh but we're we're just we're going to talk about this series this story so apparently the, the zoo montana and billings they had a june 22nd drag queen story hour event for some reason and parents were saying why this is not appropriate i mean you're talking about little kids what is it's just not a just I don't jeez. It's an entire thing built around how people have sex. Why is it appropriate for kids? You want to know why people think it's creepy? Because you're separating yourselves by how you have sex. And then you and then you expect kids to celebrate how you have sex. Four year olds. Yeah, it's messed up. Stop it. Just be like people. We don't have to sit here and divide each other by what we do. Behind closed doors. Good grief. Or or it's you don't have to sit here and, and demand that you don't have full inclusion unless kids know all the details of your romantic excursions. Why? 
Now, there's more. I know. Of course, you know I have more. So that was Drag Queen Story Hour. So apparently now there is, it's at virological.org. There's like this huge thing that, that some are pushing for. I'm looking at the authors of this white paper. They're talking about the problematic current classification of MPXV, which is the monkeypox virus. And they say that they need a non-discriminatory and non-stigmatizing nomenclature nomenclature for monkeypox virus. Because they said it's somehow discriminatory. As a what, as like what, opposed to zebra virus? I don't understand. This is how everything, and of course, World Health Organization is one of their first citations. So now monkeypox is apparently, I know, that's apparently also something that people are getting upset about just because of the name, not because of, you know, that it's spreading in the way it spreads. I was, I was reading this piece over at The Intercept where they discuss how all of these different progressive advocacy groups, like the group that's doing the monkeypox thing, name being discriminatory like I just shared where they're at such war over wokery that they are kind of frozen that like you saw this with Washington Post where their apparently entire reporter roster fought because someone shared which was a really it was a funny joke you know what the joke was did we ever did I say what the joke was I I thought we did yeah it was a funny joke and so that was like they didn't. I mean, no, they weren't. Nobody took any of the reporting seriously. No one that they, they. That's that's like one small example. But there are all of these uh, different advocacy groups that are not actually advocating anything because they're all fighting with each other. They said woke employees are happening everywhere in the progressive advocacy space, and they're now there's infighting about calling out call out culture, and that. They've all these progressive advocacy groups have essentially been brought to a standstill. They're bemoaning it. I think it's hysterical because they're all fighting over it. They're all fighting over everything. They said that, um, oh my goodness, like just some of the basic dumbest stuff. And that within the past six months, they've seen an increase in tension in all of these different with these different advocacy groups. Because of these starkly divergent views producing dramatic schisms uh, throughout the progressive world. And they were talking about the Guttmacher Institute. They do statistics and they, uh, numbers and they work with Planned Parenthood. But they said that they gave an example of the Guttmacher Institute. That's you know, Planned Parenthood's like their premier research organization, right? The, the abortion lobby. And the vice president of that group's public policy just started asking you know, how people are finding equilibrium uh, and apparently that, you know, staff suggestions turned inward when they when she asked about how the Guttmacher Institute could uh, the role that systemic racism plays in society and the ways that the Institute could counter it. And then apparently everybody started fighting. So then they had to suggest additional racial equity trainings and then that started fighting. And then someone said there's no black staff in the D.C. unit. So then there was more fighting. So they've been basically like frozen because of infighting. Everybody's fighting. Everybody. And that's just one group. I think it's hysterical. Let them fight. 
Why do we care? Let them fight. Shh. No, don't say anything. Let them fight. It's so ridiculous. It is just, it's so ridiculous. So in more wokery, I don't really listen to Lizzo. I just don't. She had released, she released a new version of her song Girls with lots of R's. They had to change a lyric because she got hit with blowbackism. Now, you might be thinking, hmm, what is, and it was one word. And you might be thinking, wow, it's a song where women are called hoes of every variety, including Kane, the illustrious C.E. Ho. Yeah. And where she talks about how her and her bestie are going to go and Lorena Bobbitt some dude, which, as we all know, means dicing off the male copulatory organ. That is not what provoked an outrage, though. No, it was her use of the word spaz. Yeah, the chief executive. Yeah, the CEO is the premier ho. Thank you, Kane, for. (sighs) They said it was ableist language. Spaz. Spaz. That it was. Yeah, that it was ableist language. Uh, so they were cool with ho. Yeah. And all that. And CE ho. Mm-hmm. Spaz was just that. It's too far. You know what? You know, you want to know what's funny? I had to read three different articles to find out what the ableist slur was because no one would say it. Do you guys know that? I legit had to read. I, this is what I do for you. I had to read three separate pieces about this because not a single one of them. And then when they, when they, when they share it, they would uh, make sure that they put like italics and, and quotations or they would replace the A with the at symbol. Spaz is an ableist slur. I am right now years old. Did you know that? Spaz, which is short for spastic. You can, sure. It can also, I think a lot of people use it interchangeably with excitable or excited. Right? Right. I just, but the ableist? Dude. Let's, let's bookmark this. Let's bookmark this. We're going to come back to it. Because this is stupid. Out of all of the things. And just one more quick point. I thought she was kind of like tough, right? And then how she markets herself. Why are you? We sitting down doing all this. I mean, like I said, I'm so sorry for my derogatory language. I mean, not where I said ho a million times. Talked about, you know, you know, cutting off a guy's crank. I, you know, not that, but just specifically the word spaz. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. All right, so I went way long last segment, and I really apologize. I just totally got out of hand. Uh, all right, really quickly, Elon Musk is going to attend a hand, all-hands meeting at Twitter this week, speaking to staff for the first time since launching his $44 billion acquisition. In Billings, a teen who fell to his death, well, from Billings Gazette, it's a, a teen who's in Florida who was visiting an amusement park, apparently fell to his death because his weight greatly exceeded the weight limit for the ride. That's not good. A California cyclist was chased by a zebra in San Francisco. What? 
I don't I don't even have anything. Uh, coming up, also, a girl who's overweight got angry because she was told by a rancher she couldn't ride their horse. Stay with us. Your one-stop shop for the information you need to fight back. If you're going to have to learn stuff, you might as well enjoy it. The Dana Show. For myself, I'm comfortable with the framework, and if the legislation ends up <coughs> reflecting what the framework uh, indicates, I'll be supportive. Hmm. So Mitch McConnell, this is just brand new audio, says that he is will be could be will be supportive if it matches, which is different from how some are presenting it. Because my well, first off, welcome back to the program, Dana Lash here. That's Senator Mitch McConnell. It was just now. There was one guy who I I actually retweeted it, and then I just I un, undid it because I think that the way that he framed it was kind of crappy. Uh, this guy said, oh, "Senator Mitch McConnell announces he's going to support the bipartisan framework, etc." Okay, well, first off, framework isn't the legislation yet. I I keep my powder dry until it's time to go to war. Uh, framework is not the legislation yet. And I don't think that you can say that they're supporting the bill because the text, they're still drafting it. So they don't even have it in text. They don't even have the legislation yet. There's no way to know whether or not the, the, it, it is reflective of the framework or vice versa. And he was, was he, he had some, if you heard him, he had some caveats there if it reflects the, the framework, etc. So that answers a question that I had. I don't like outrage for the sake of outrage, and I don't like inaccurate representations. Now, if he came out there and said, yeah, I'm going to support it, whatever it is. Now, that's one thing. But if it reflects, we don't even know what it says yet. Now, tomorrow, I'll speak with Senator John Cornyn. And it's of the 10 Republicans that are working on this. None of them, all of them are safe from election. Re-election. Four of them are retiring. Cornyn's one of them. So what are we going to end up with? We'll see. We'll see. But I'm not... Uh, I, I have too many questions. Too many questions. Okay, I have some wokery for you now. Kane and I were literally LOLing. First off, we had the thing where Lizzo had to remove the word spaz from one of her songs. It wasn't the multitude of hoes that did it the usage or ce ho or saying that she's going to lorena bobbit a dude it was that she used the word spaz so now we have this and a tiktok user stop saying star a tiktok star tom Selleck is a star okay when a writer is a star this chick uses tiktok her name is remy bader and She's really upset. She says that she went on a recent trip with other influencers. And can you believe that this ranch in Montauk, New York, named, that would not allow her to ride a horse because of her weight? So she decided to go because she's so entitled. She used her TikTok account. And tried to go on air or go on air. She tried to go, you go on her account and she tried to shame them. She said, quote, 
Shout out to Deep Hollow Ranch in Montauk for making me laugh because I weigh over 240. I've rode his horses before. I never had this issue. End quote. Well, how big are the horses? The ranch said a rider can't be more than 15% of the horse's weight. And they said the best horse breeds for plus size riders. And she got mad that they said plus size rider on her website. Girl, you are in the 240 category. That is not a that's not a mistaken description. And she's mad and she's I mean, she's been mad about this and apparently I, I don't know. I mean, sorry that the horses wouldn't break their have have their backs broken for you. I don't know. I don't know what kind of horses they had. I mean, she didn't, you know, bother clarifying that with any of her audience i just think that would kind of be you know important is it like a cutting horse is it say the french one again the big giant monster one the percheron yeah thank you is that one of those because that she probably could maybe those are would you say they're six feet how many hands how many hands at the shoulder they're probably 1200 to 1500 pound animals yeah crazy huge so it's Anyway, I I just think that she has more than 2 million followers on TikTok. (sighs) I. So when she rode a horse before, was she a kid? I don't know. Like, did the horse ride her? I don't know. I'm just confused. I just think this is so stupid. This is so, people are so entitled. I'm so mad that I can't, how, because Kane's like, well, I'm like 250. If you don't want me to say that, I'm sorry. No, but that's okay. what I and I, when I took my kids to go riding, I had to pick the largest the largest horse they had on the uh, on the ranch in order to do the little little ride with my kids. Mm. Um, so yeah, and I get it. I mean, think about it. Horses have to carry that much weight. Screw those horses, though. Remy wants to ride. <laughs> it just sounds like some Veruca Salt brattiness, man. I mean, and she, yeah, she was super mad because she, they said soup, they said plus size riders. I mean, if you're like 240, I don't know how tall she is, but it sounds like there's a health issue. I mean, but you can't get mad at the horses because they, you know, their spines will snap in half. Good grief. That's a horse, not a flatbed. Uh, all right. Now, as I got a few other things for you. Let's have a, pa- well, if you can have a palate cleanser. I'm going to play for you some completely non sequitur audio. Has nothing to do with anything that we're talking about. I just came across it yesterday and I thought it was hysterical. Let's flash back to LBJ times when President Lyndon Burr Johnson called a pants maker. And I actually am pulling this up because I looked up the pants maker. He called a, a pants maker and asked if this guy apparently his name is uh joe his name was joe hagger he called the hagger clothing company to order some new pants he was very specific and the transcript is hysterical he said that he well he asked them to not hang too tight in certain areas and then he belched listen yeah now Another thing, the crotch down where your nuts hang is always a little too tight. So when you make them up, give me an inch that I can let out there 
because they cut me. It's just like riding a, a wire fence. These are almost these are the best that I've had anywhere in the United States. But uh, uh, when I gain a little weight, they cut me under there. So leave me. Uh, you never do have much margin there. But see if you can't leave me about an inch from the, where the zipper ends uh, around uh, under my back to my bunghole. Oh, my gosh. There you go. Today in history. I mean, he knew what he, I mean, he knew what he wanted, right? I play this for my husband. He was like, okay, so where do you get them pants at? (laughs) It's like, where do those pants come from? Yeah, that's uh, when he ordered pants from the White House. And And what... He, and I mean, you have to know that all that stuff, they they keep they keep those. They keep all those calls that they make there out of the White House. I love the fact that all this time later, you still have it. Oh, my gosh. He even went into details about shirts and all kinds of stuff, jackets. But he's very particular, very particular about those pants. All right. Now, we had a little bit of a palate cleanser. So today in tech, the... Latest with Twitter is apparently, and I have this uh, story on Libs of TikTok, because you know what Libs of TikTok does. They, they've been going after her. Apparently, Taylor Lorenz of Washington Post is still trying to go after her somehow. Leaked internal messages. Someone at Twitter leaked this out, leaked out Slack conversations. Show Twitter employees debating on whether or not to ban Libs of TikTok, and then they kind of mocked banning other conservatives now taylor lorenz the 40 something year old uh claire's boutique aficionado over at uh, wapo was she took someone else doxed libs of tiktok and taylor lorenz took all their work and repurposed it as her own piece at washington post and was like look i did story and that's how the person who runs the libs of tiktok account that's how her name came out and so they've been They've had their account disabled and reinstated and all kinds of stuff on Instagram. Linktree suspended them. Uh, They've had back-to-back suspensions on Twitter. And so a thread that was under the, it's in the Slack room social water water cooler. It's for Twitter employees. They were discussing banning permanently libs of TikTok. And they said it feels more likely that she will get a verified badge out of this. Libs of TikTok will get a verified badge out of this than a platform ban. And they accused her of they re, they reposted this link of oh she's going to get somebody killed. Libs of TikTok is going to get somebody killed. All Libs of TikTok does is literally post. It started just with TikTok. Literally post content that progressives post themselves of themselves. And the ongoing conversation in the screenshots provided they said oh it's the twitter equivalent of i'm not touching you i'm not touching you they say it's been escalating for months another chimes in says our expectations out of twitter are so low right now that the devil himself is having to squat to get to their level another one said i don't know how this account which exists solely to generate targeted violence at marginalized people continues to be allowed to post Another one says, but if we dis- if we deplatform this account, we might erode trust in our platform from users who already think we're irredeemably biased against conservatives. Shock face. 
Someone else chimed in. I mean, we successfully deplatformed Trump. I don't think deplatforming lives of TikTok is going to cause a mass exodus, but I guess it may not be in our fiduciary interest to enact a ban on high profile accounts right now. And another one said, well, like I said, our expectations are low. Uh, And then, wow, there you go. There you go. I don't understand the solely to generate targeted violence at marginalized people because then that would mean that marginalized people are generating targeted violence at themselves because it's stuff that they are posting. Simply reposting it doesn't do anything. People are so, so they, they dislike it, but it's just bizarre. So bizarre. Yeah, the, I told you the Twitter fight wasn't, that's not done yet. And there's so much bias that's ingrained in this. Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Does the president have the stamina, physically and mentally, do you think, to continue on even after 2024? Don, you're asking me this question. Oh, my gosh. He's the president of the United States. You know, he I can't even keep up with it. We just got back from New Mexico. We just got back um, from California. Uh, That is I I, I, that is not a question that we should be even asking. Just Uh, yeah, we should. What do you mean you can't keep keep up with them? Like, does he, like, run away? Does he get lost and hide or something? Like, what do you mean you can't keep up with him? I mean, he's not a dog. He could barely walk. Can't even find the damn door in the White House when he gets off the chopper. Welcome back to the program. That was Corinne Jean-Pierre. She was on uh, with Don Lemon yesterday, yesterday evening. evening. Hmm. So I think it's perfectly acceptable to ask. But Democrats are asking it. Democrats are, I mean, there was the story that was the other day of the whisper campaign or whispers that are, they don't really want Biden to run again because they got to start planning for that now. Whoo, my word, I'm telling you. But we shall see. Tomorrow there may be, maybe, I don't know, the Supreme Court has a bunch of decisions to come out with still this month. And some, it could be, who knows, it could be New York Rifle and Pistol, it could be the Dobbs case. We don't know. So... If it happens, then it happens, and we will we will cover it. I wish I had my little crystal ball, and I could just look in and see. I don't know, because that's a that's a common question. People are like, "Do you think that's gonna think it'll think that'll happen? Do you think it'll?" I I don't know, but it, I mean, usually June is when it is. June in the morning is when it is. So uh, we shall see. Tomorrow, one of the things that we're going to dive into is a piece actually I just uh, that deals with how now the oh what's her name? Uh, this is a Wall Street Journal piece. Gina McCarthy. She's demanding, she's a climate advisor, the White House. She wants social media platforms to censor critics of climate alarmism. This is the Wall Street Journal's editorial board. It is not an edit, it's not just like some rando. It's not uh, a far lefty reporter it is the entirety of the editorial board that's the byline and they're sending out warnings on that that's pretty unbelievable we're just wild not the first time you know but they want to run your red flag law the same people 
who want to control what you're saying about climate, they want to control your red flag law as well. Terrifying prospect. All right, today in Stupidity King. All right, it's uh, it's our president. Once again, uh, he's kind of a victim of his own you know, fiscal policies here. He's wondering why they only gave him one pen to sign bills when Barack Obama got like seven to oh nine gosh. pens. Listen to this. I don't know why they do this. But they only give me one pen. <laughs> I used to stand in absolute awe and watch Barack Obama sign with seven, eight, nine different pens. Barack Obama. And the reason they do that, obviously, is because they give the pens away to people who help right. get the bill passed. But you know right. what? Does it, what does that say to you that he, they they don't even nobody wants them? Right, inflation and everything else. I think they just have to reduce pens now. And also, nobody wants that damn cursed thing. <laughs> From the guy who just, you know, ruined a, helped ruin a perfectly, well, lockdowns also did, but ruined the come, the coming out of a lockdown, hampered an economy. Folks, I'll be back with you tomorrow. Sign up for that newsletter. God bless. Have a great night. Cartels are exploiting Indian reservations to get into America, and our federal government can't be bothered to stop it. Hey, y'all, it's Sarah Carter from The Sarah Carter Show. I just got back from two trips to our southern border, and I want to take you inside a huge hotspot where thousands of migrants are coming into America every day. I was with a member of the National Border Patrol Council when the Border Patrol nabbed multiple illegal migrants who are breaking U.S. law, and I have the exclusive audio. For all this and more, subscribe to The Sarah Carter Show on your favorite podcast app.